It's one thing to acquire new patient leads. This can be tricky enough. But what about ensuring their conversion and turning these leads into actual patients? In this episode, we'll discuss exactly that. But first, we'd like to say a quick hello and welcome if you're new to this podcast channel. By tuning in in each and every episode, you'll hear strategies and tactics to help grow your practice quickly. You can subscribe to our podcast channel for alerts on future episodes by hitting that little bell button, which lets you keep up to date with every episode as they become available. Welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to grow and scale profitable practices with your show hosts, Huyen Truong and Steve Tate. Welcome listeners, new and old. My name is Huyen Truong and I was my co-host, Stephen Tate. Today, we're going to discuss something that can be an issue for all the businesses, not just those in healthcare fields, the conversion of leads into actual bookings. This is actually one of my favorite topics to discuss as I hear it quite often for my conversation with my clients. So before we begin today, we have one special freebie for our listener for this very special podcast, which is an example of our live chats and a phone transcript that we created to help you convert more leads into actual patient bookings. Uh, we left the link to download this, um, this guide in the show notes, so don't forget to download it before you go. One thing that we find, and many of our clients talk to us about this, is that they put a focus on driving traffic or Google rankings to increase the number of patient inquiries, but then they lose focus on converting those patient leads into actual appointments, which is just as important. Um, exactly. Your website's ranking well in search engines and patients are contacting you. You're getting uh, various inquiries about options, procedural questions, and maybe they are ready to book their consultation. But then when the lease wants to discuss about uh, your course, you notice that those leads that contacted you are certainly got not converting to actual bookings. Um, it's for, unfortunately a common theme in digital marketing for many professional practices. So what can we do about this? Well, there are a number of things that you can do to increase the likelihood that a lead will turn into a consultation and then a book surgery. Some of these include you know, getting sales training for your support staff who are answering the phone and responding to emails, calling leads back instead of emailing them. Uh, you can also try contacting your leads more than once to remind them that you're still there and uh, you know, you're still available to answer any questions that they may have. Uh, there's a stat that we always like from mymedleads.com is that the second phone call increases your chance of converting a lead by up to 87%. By far, the biggest factor, though, for converting a lead into a patient is time. Yes, time is your greatest obstacle in converting leads into patients. And this is our first tip for you. According to leadresponmanagement.org, the likelihood that your lead actually converts to becoming a patient decreases every five minutes that you do not contact them back. The odds of converting the, a lead into a patient are highest when you contact them within the first five minutes. Those odds decrease four times when you contact them between six to ten minutes. And the odds drop, I think, 21 times when you contact them 30 minutes after they fill out your contact form. 
So how about contacting them a day after they become a potential lead? The odds you convert a day-old lead into a patient are very low. The longer you wait, the less likely they will become your patient. If you're waiting more than 30 minutes to get in touch with them, they've already visited your competitor's website, and if your competitors contact them before you do, you've just lost your lead and a potential patient. Well, I heard this comment a lot. My staff and I don't have time to contact patients within the first five minutes. For many practices, contacting leads within the first five minutes poses some challenges. You only have so much time to get your regular tasks done in a day. So how can you drop, just drop everything to talk to a lead that might or might not become a patient? Yeah, it can seem like an impossible goal, right? But the expectation of your potential patients has changed and so has your competition. And so must the way you operate your practice. It's just how things have evolved. And so we have to adjust over time. Somehow, some way, you have to find the time to get back to these leads as quickly as possible. I agree, Steve. However, we can both appreciate that this is neither easy or straightforward, right? <laughs> Things like this rarely are. Exactly. In fact, improvements in lead conversion relate significantly to how effective the relationship between doctors and existing and prospective patients are. We discussed that in, our, in more detail in our postcard um, episode number 17 about improving communication between doctors and patients in a specialist practice. So check it out. Very true. Communication, specifically good communication, is the cornerstone of any relationship-based transaction, no matter what type of business it is. This ties back to my point about how staff training can help increase conversion rates. Take phone training, for example. Your website may attract patients to your practice, but what happens when the prospective patient picks up the phone to start a conversation with you or use live chat? I think this is uh, crucial. It is not interaction that you want to live up to chance and good manners, especially when you can train, train your staff how to effectively handle own patient inquiries with a good level of professionalism. As part of your staff training, work on maintaining a consistent greeting. You, you need to make sure your greeting includes, one, your practice name, Two, the name of the person answering the phone. And three, the words, thank you for calling. This one lets the people know that they've got the right place. Two, makes a human connection. And three, lets the caller know you've appreciated them and their time. Now make sure your team member slows down for the greeting. If they rush through the greeting, it sets a rush tone for the call. If they demonstrate patience and care, the caller will feel welcomed and relaxed. Actually, one of my favorite side tips here is when it comes to your vocal tone over the phone. The deeper the voice, the more power and influence you can project over your listener. Do you know that former UK Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, who employed a professional voice coach to help her sound more authoritative, deliberately dropping the pitch of her voice by a massive 60 hertz? When I call practices, I recall hearing a lot of high-pitched voices that signal to me that I'm talking to a receptionist or an admin person. It might seem subtle, but if your staff changing its tone to a slightly deeper voice, you would notice some difference in conversation. A deep voice wins over listeners by sounding more powerful and influential. 
Yes, as part of your greeting and the conversation that follows with the patient, you want to acknowledge their questions and ask some of your own. You need to qualify the prospects through establishing their NBAT. What we mean by this is N stands for their needs, you know, what do they want? B, their budget, have they got finance for it? Are they self-budgeting or just looking for financial assistance? A, for authority, does the person you're talking to need to ask someone else or do they need to consult with their family members to make a decision? It's a good idea to have a conversation with all invested parties, not just the one. And T, timing. How soon do they want this procedure? In a few months or a year's time? Another good tip is to be a very good listener. Creating a good conversation with a prospect in which they are engaged means you have a better chance at closing the sales. One of the greatest sales skills I've learned over the years is listening skills. If you find yourself talking too much, that means you are most likely losing their attention. Let them talk. Ask them more about their circumstances and situation and be the person who listens to their problems and concerns rather than immediately jumping into um, solutions. Doing that will make them feel um, that you understand more about what they are talking about and their desires. And another thing is only ask open-ended questions. Once you establish rapport and understand how they found you, transition to asking open-ended questions. You must ask questions that can't be answered with a simple yes or no. Yes or no questions allow prospects to close down conversations and force your team members to do you know, more work selling the patient on the practice. Sticking to open-ended questions makes your prospect think deeper about their issues, and they can even help to get the caller to sell themselves on your practice. So all your team member would need to do from there is simply schedule in their appointment. For example, why are you interested in getting a tummy tuck? Is a great question to get the prospect to convince themselves that they want a tummy tuck. It also helps you understand exactly why they want a tummy tuck. Many times you learn that they are looking for this procedure to deal with some of their self-conscious attitudes toward their body and some changes in it. So um, that can help you by allowing you to respond saying this, we can get you love your body again instead of sure we do tummy tuck. Which response do you think would result in a patient being more likely to schedule an appointment? Other open-ended questions can be, tell me more about that. How does that feel? Now, after qualifying the prospects through their NBAT, it's time to transition to identifying their three I's. They are their issues, the importance, and their impact. To break this down a little, issues... Uh, these are their main issues. Let them talk about it, dig further into them for understanding any physical or emotional issues that they're having to deal with. Can they send some photos of their problem areas for doctors to have a look at? Now, importance. This is how would the treatment or surgery help them? How important is it to them? And how soon do they want the procedure? And finally, the third eye, impact. The goal is to know the potential impact of the treatment or procedure, how this procedure would change their life or what the ideal outcomes they would like to have from this procedure, you know, the, the physical, the emotional and social benefits. 
This leads perfectly to our next tip, uh, which is addressing any objections that they may have to becoming a patient. At some point, your prospect will raise an objection, which is okay, as long as your team member is prepared to address them. Make sure to put ways to address potential objections in your training or scripts used for handling patient inquiries. That will include not just answer to common objections, but ways to address objections that are not in your list. Whatever the objection is, ask the prospect to tell you more about it. Ask um, what their biggest concern is. Ask what's stopping them from moving forward to get the results they just mentioned to you. For example, if they mention fitting liposuction into their budget, you might ask them about their budget and how much they can afford for a monthly payment. Understanding these objections can help your team member overcome a patient's biggest concern over the phone, which will make them more likely to move forward with a booking. If you have a list of objections that your practice usually deals with, to make it easier on your staff, you may want to prepare a frequently asked questions, uh, you know, per procedure document, which they can refer to that contains pre-prepared answers for them. This will help them feel more comfortable and confident when dealing with these types of questions on the phone. It is important also to realize that this is also an opportunity to get to know the prospective patient better and to develop a relationship with them. And having prepared answers also means you know that you can answer their questions in a way that would favor your position. Based on our experience with practices, one of the most frequently asked questions prospects usually ask is, how much does it cost? We're actually working on a specific podcast episode to help you answer this question, so stay tuned for that. Instead of giving them the numbers directly, which in most cases will literally close off the conversation right there, this is an important opportunity to get to know the patient better and to answer the question in a way that would favor your position we actually prepared a pretty good script example that you can download to take a look at how we engage with user in a live chat or phone consultation. The link to download this script is in the show note below. Great. Now, moving on to our few final tips, uh, the next one is get agreement. You know what they're calling about. You understand their real concerns. You've helped them overcome their objections. This is the point where you get the patient to agree to move forward in getting the treatment they were calling about. To do so, repeat what they want, acknowledge the objection, and ask them if they're ready to move forward, if you can help them overcome that objection. For example, with a tummy tuck surgery, you might say, so it sounds like you want to restore your figure after pregnancy or weight loss, enjoy better fitting clothes and beach time with the utmost of confidence. Well, we can help you with that and give you multiple options that can fit with your budget. If we can get your out-of-pocket costs below $100 per week, would that work for you? That particular question, would that work for you, is a great way to phrase uh, a question to help you close the conversation with scheduling an appointment. That's a great example. I like it. Next, document your conversation script. If you're not training your team and giving them the scripts for following to help them succeed, you could be wasting a big percentage of your marketing dollars on leads that you never close. 
Creating a script that walks the team members through the engagement process is your first step to improving your marketing return on investment. But it also helps them feel comfortable knowing that they are providing the information that you want them to. Why following up leads? You also want your staff to make patient conversion a priority, so you need to convey that uh, importance to them on a regular basis. Absolutely, meetings every week, week which discuss patient conversion and provide results, show your staff how much you value patient conversion. This, along with providing training, shows that you're willing to provide education and support to help make this a successful component of your practice. We mentioned it briefly earlier in the podcast about the need to follow up leads, which is another very important factor in this process. And also our final tip for today. 100%. We don't want prospective patients falling through the cracks. Personally, I like to let technology to do all the heavy lifting in this area through email follow-up sequence. Um, there are many software packages designed to help um, ensure that leads are not lost. And the great benefit to you is that this is also something that can be automated. Yeah, just make sure that when you are following up, that you mention their three eyes. Those were the issues, the importance, and the impact that we discussed earlier in the follow-up email or phone call conversations and add a strong call to action in the email message. Email follow-ups can be helpful, but you shouldn't skip out on phone calls as soon as the lead comes through. The email follow-up is just a reminder of what we've been discussing through the phone. So following the tips can provide some great keys to ensuring that leads become consultations and treatment bookings. Providing constructive feedback to your staff on an ongoing basis is a great habit to get into. Hopefully, this has given you something to think about. We would love to hear your, uh, your thoughts and feedback about this podcast, so comment below if you have any. Yeah, and also if you want us to address a particular topic on a future podcast, please fill out a short one-minute survey that we've linked in our podcast show notes below so we can produce relevant podcasts for you. Also, if you wanted to be a guest on the podcast, hey, that would be even better. Uh, email us and let us know what topics you'd like to discuss on the show. We'd love to have you here. This is the first podcast channel in Australia about medical marketing, and we aspire to make this channel a world-leading channel for the healthcare professional community. We feel that there's so many benefits of being on the show, including the exposure to our healthcare professional community, including thousands of doctors, surgeons, specialists, dentists, and other healthcare professionals. We promote our podcast on social media and Google, not just in Australia, but internationally, gaining strong global exposure. You can use this podcast on your website as a blog post material. The podcast will be in Q&A interview style format and will probably take only up to 30 minutes of your time. We can't wait to have you on our show. Yeah, that's uh, the end of this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast with Hu Yen Truong and Steve Tate. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website for previous episodes at onlinemarketingfordoctors.com slash podcast. And subscribe to the show so we can catch you at the next episode.